Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Secretary of State's office and said, uh, um, I took the oath specified in Section 3. I participated in an insurrection, um, uh, and uh, I want to be on the ballot. Can the sec does the Secretary of State have the authority in that situation to say, no, you're disqualified? No, the Secretary of State could not do that consistent with term limits. This is the question to pay attention to. Is the Secretary of State of a state, for example, Colorado, able to disqualify somebody from being on the ballot, like President Trump, former President Trump, because he has supported an insurrection or participated in an insurrection is the argument, um, because he has uh, sworn an oath and because he is one of the covered category of offices that that would disqualify him for running for office. That's the question. That's that's the, the first big question what the Supreme Court was handling. And the answer is no. From John Mitchell's point of view, that's the Trump team is that, look, no, Congress has to act. This is not self-executing. This is not automatic. This is not like being 32 years old or not being a natural-born citizen or trying to run for your third term as president. This is not automatic, and therefore you can't have secretaries of state or anybody else simply deciding for themselves that the uh, person that you're dealing with is a uh, insurrectionist and therefore doesn't hold any authority and is disqualified from office. Because, by the way, the implications of that are sweeping. I mean, it, it comes up it toward the end, but they talk about, for example, um, well, what would happen if, say, the president, you know, issues an order as president? Like, what if Trump gets reelected? Or what about after January 6th, if he had issued an order and somebody said, well, I think he's not qualified, he's disqualified from office because he can't hold office as an insurrectionist, so I'm not going to obey his order. There is no way to escape the conclusion that if this court rejects Griffin's case and also agrees with Mr. Murray's construction of Section 3, that every executive action taken by the Trump administration during its last two weeks in office is vulnerable to attack under the APA, and further, that if President Trump is reelected and sworn in as the next president, that any executive action that he takes could be attacked in federal court by anyone who continues to believe that President Trump is barred from office under Section 3. See, the problem with the Colorado position is they're saying, hey, we can tell who's disqualified from being president by them being too young or not natural born or running for a third term. We can also tell that he's an insurrectionist who violated his oath and is covered under the categories prohibited by the 14th Amendment. But see, the 14th Amendment doesn't say who has the power to make that decision. And if Colorado is right that they can say that, all kinds of people can say that. Anybody could say that. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs could say that. The Secretary of Commerce could say that. Anybody could decide for themselves that the president is not fit. And so everybody essentially has the capacity to impeach and remove the president without even going through the troublesome process of having a process. Like, that's the argument the Trump team is making, and I think they're right. It'd be utter chaos 
if we allowed anybody who thought he was an insurrectionist to disqualify from. So you have to look for who gets to make the choice. And it can't be individual states. It has to be Congress because that's the case that they're working off of where it kind of had come up before. And so that's the answer, which is, by the way, it it creates a weird situation because it creates a situation where Trump's going to be on the ballot and we're going to vote for him. But he might get elected with us not knowing whether he's really eligible or not because Congress has to decide whether he can serve or not. And it's actually kind of interesting because this didn't come up, but I would have loved the Supreme Court justices to ask the Trump team, so do you expect that in order for Trump to stay in office, Congress would have to accept him with a two-thirds vote? I mean, that's an interesting question that nobody that I know of has really brought up yet. But he went through saying a bunch of examples of there were this is exactly how they did it in Confederate times. People um, ran for office, won the election, and had to wait to see whether both chambers would approve them with a two-thirds majority to let them sit in the office. And some they did and some they didn't. So weird though that might seem, that's actually the situation, you know, that we're looking at for what's going to happen here. Now, the the big kind of key issue is going to be this question of who gets to decide, right, of whether any one state on their own can decide whether to disqualify a candidate without action from Congress. Elena Kagan, one of the liberals on the court. I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. In other words, you know, this question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection uh, to be president again is, you know, just say it, it sounds awfully national to me. Um, So whatever means there are to enforce it would suggest that they have to be federal national means. That's that's it. You can't have Colorado or Texas or Florida or Maine deciding for themselves this question of who is eligible for federal office precisely because the 14th Amendment was created to restrain particularly the southern states. And it would be profoundly weird if an amendment designed to restrain the bad impulses of the southern states and what they might try to do to corrupt national government, that somehow that got reversed into an empowerment of an individual state to really strongly control the direction, shape, and participation in federal government, which is what Colorado is trying to do with it. You know, what the Michigan Secretary of State did is going to make the difference between you know, whether candidate A is elected or candidate B is elected, I mean, that seems quite extraordinary, doesn't it? It it really is. And John Roberts says you're going to set off basically a disqualification arms race in the presidential election if you do this. In very quick order, I would expect, um, although my predictions have never been correct, uh, I would expect <laughs> that uh, you know a goodly number of states will say, uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot, and others... Uh, for the Republican candidate, you're off the ballot, and it'll come down to just a handful of states that are going to decide the presidential election. That's a pretty daunting consequence. It really is, and he brought this up to the Solicitor General of Denver, uh, Shannon Stevenson. Uh, Justice Alito brought it up with her. We've been told that if what Colorado did here is sustained, other states are going to retaliate, and they're going to potentially... uh, exclude uh, another candidate from the ballot. What about that situation? Your Honor, I I think we have to have faith in our system that people will um, follow their election processes processes appropriately. I would be very cautious about putting too much faith 
in the restraint of every other state to do just the right thing. I mean, like, the whole point is that Colorado is not doing the right thing from a lot of people's point of view. And so what's to prevent Texas or Florida, you know, from throwing Biden off the ballot for allowing Mayorkas to uh, permit an invasion through the southern border, which seems an awful lot like an insurrection. You see where this can go. So they talked about that quite a bit. We'll come back to this in a second. But the clear tone of the questions was critical of Colorado and, uh, you know, supportive of some version of like there's five or six different ways Trump can win this case. Colorado has to be right across the board. Trump only has to be right one time, basically, for to, in order to win. And I think he wins on most of the points, if not all of them, let alone just one. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake? Well, I just had an interesting phone call from a trucker, a professional truck driver, that said that he, he doesn't even understand how this could happen, but a cargo strap has somehow uh, come loose from a truck and wrapped itself around the live wires of the electricity poles. And this is going to be at Highway 29 at 9 Mile. Ooh. Um, the cargo strap is around the wires and it's hanging low enough to where it can actually touch vehicles as they're passing by. And so a, a police officer has uh, blocked two lanes of the road there and uh, is, I guess, trying to just keep cars from going under that and hitting that cargo strap. Um, I, this, the, he's, he even said, he's like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen as a trucker. I don't know how this happened or how it got up there, uh, but there is a police officer on the scene that is Highway 29 at 9 miles. So just if you're going through that area, just please use caution. Otherwise around town, uh, it's just so weird. Otherwise around town, Highway 98 is looking good through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. Uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace is accident-free. And uh, Chase Street, Gregor Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear here in town. If you see anything, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker. Traffic on the five. Now, what a weird situation. I know. I'm glad somebody called in to report it to yeah, us. Yeah, hey, if you. you are um, you're a business owner, you've got employees, you got to deal with payroll and HR and benefits like insurance, dental, vision, life, and disability, listen up because Torgerson and Causey can help you. I know because they've helped us here at News Radio and Cat Country. About seven years ago, we started using them, and it was a massive upgrade in customer service from our, the people we used to use. They gave us options on our health plans that we did not have before and i felt like even though you know healthcare is kind of terrible these days in terms of the insurance um we had the best of the terrible you know what i mean and they were doing the best they could within the constraints of the market as it exists today and so i really appreciate them they've always answered our questions very well and so if you have a you know business and you want to help your employees or just find out if there's maybe a better way to do it give them a call 433-9996 for torgerson causey or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com so back to the supreme court um talking about this issue of whether the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment disqualifies Trump and then who should make that decision. Because the, the the Coloradans think that it's self-executing. Like, as soon as you engage in an, ex, in, in an insurrection, you're disqualified from office and there doesn't need to be any action by Congress. But there was a Supreme, not a Supreme Court case, but there was a, a Court of Appeals case uh, from like the 1860s that was the key thing they kept referring to yesterday. It's actually called the Ex Parte Griffin case or the Griffin case, in which it specifically said that a judge who had been a Confederate was not disqualified from office until congressional action removed him. And that has been the standard. That's what they've used all of this time. That's what there was a law passed by Congress back then to implement the 14th Amendment against Confederates, and then they would come up for individual votes in the House and the Senate. So that's been the standard. And this was a big point of discussion yesterday between Jason Murray arguing for the plaintiffs, really the respondents because they're on the defense, but the people who wanted to keep Trump off the ballot, uh, talking about this with Chief Justice Roberts. 
There's a reason Section 3 has been dormant for 150 years, and it's because we haven't seen anything like January 6th since Reconstruction. Insurrection against the Constitution is something extraordinary. It seems to me you're avoiding the question, which is other states may have different views about what constitutes insurrection. And now you're saying, well, it's all right because somebody, presumably us, are going to decide, well, they said they thought that was an insurrection, but they were wrong. And maybe they thought it was right. And we'd have to develop rules for what constitutes an insurrection. Notice that tone, by the way, that he's... (laughs) There was a consistent tone of frustration with Jason Murray by the Supreme Court justices. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh. On your point that it's been dormant for 155 years, I think the other side would say the reason for that is Chief Justice Chase's opinion in 1869 in Griffin's case to start, which says that Congress has the authority here, not the states. That's followed up by the Enforcement Act of 1870 in which Congress acts upon that understanding. I think the reason it's been dormant is because there's been a settled understanding that Chief Justice Chase, even if not right in every detail, was essentially right, and the branches of the government have acted under that settled understanding for 155 years. No, Justice Kavanaugh. The reason why it's been dormant is because by 1876, essentially all former Confederates had received amnesty, and we haven't seen anything like an insurrection since then. So... What he's trying to argue is that the reason we've got this long settled practice is because it's never come up since then. And Kavanaugh and Roberts are like, I don't think that's the reason. And even Gorsuch was irritated at Jason Murray. I'm imagining a situation where, for example, a former president was, you know, a president was elected and they were 25 and they were ineligible to no, hold office, but no, nevertheless they were no, put into that no, office. No, no, we're talking about Section 3. And please don't change the hypothetical, ouch. okay? I'm, please don't change the hypothetical. I know I like doing it too, but please don't do it, okay? Well, now, the, the point he, I'm trying to make is He's that, disqualified from the moment he committed an insurrection. Whoever it is, whichever party, it, that, that happens. Boom. It happened. What would compel, and I'm not going to say it again, so just try and answer the question. If you don't have an answer, fair enough, we'll move on. What would compel a lower official to obey an order from that individual? Because ultimately we have, pers- we have statutes and rules requiring chains of command. The person is in the office, and even if they don't have the authority to hold the office, the only way to get someone out of the office of the presidency is impeachment. But that's exactly not the point that their whole case depends on, is that anybody, including the Colorado Secretary of State, can decide somebody's not qualified and kick them off the ballot. What's the difference between a general disobeying the president if he thinks he engaged in an insurrection? I mean, this is devastating to their case. And like I said, we didn't even get into the question of why president is not on the list of offices in the 14th Amendment that you are disqualified under for committing an insurrection. So I think this is going to be at least a 7-2 to ruling. I would not be surprised if it's an 8-1 to or maybe even a 9-0, to and I hope it's a 9-0 to just for clarity's sake. 724 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Discouraged? Defeated? Disappointed? You're listening to Strength for Life. Hey, this is Pastor James Johnson with Strength for Life. I want you to know that there are resources available on our website that are specifically designed to strengthen you in your walk with God. Maybe you're feeling weak in your prayer life because of unanswered prayer. I wrote a little booklet entitled, When God Says No, which will strengthen you in how to deal with those times in your life when it seems that God is silent. Maybe you're struggling because someone you love is away from the Lord. They're wayward and your heart is broken. On our website, you'll find a booklet entitled, Ministry to the Wayward. 
and it will strengthen you in knowing exactly how to help that person who is in a prodigal situation. You can find these strengthening resources and much more at our website, which is www.strengthforlife.church. Check it out today. Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellyblubookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru from Anderson Subaru. Go where love takes you. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $5 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. It's the beginning of tax season, and scammers know the threat of an IRS audit gets people to pay. Know that the IRS will never initiate contact through email, and any email threatening an audit is just a scam. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa is here to help take the pressure off of you finding the perfect Valentine's Day gift this year. Share your love this Valentine's with a gift of renewal and relaxation at Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa. Stillwater's offers a variety of spa treatments, including facials, massages, spa pedicures, and more. Valentine's Day gift certificates can be purchased online at stillwatersmetspa.com or in person at the spa located in downtown Pensacola. Stillwater's Day and Medical Spa, Pensacola's world-class luxury spa. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping at Barnes Feed Store. Wrap up your day with all of the national, state, local sports and entertainment news with Pensacola right now with Joe and Austin on News Radio 92.3. Seven years of college down the drain. Uh, what's a duchy? Everybody wants to know. Hey, 728 here on News Radio 92.3. Uh, Jake's got our traffic for us. Jake? Teach me how to duchy. Yeah, teach, that's teach right. Teach me how to duchy. <laughs> All right, so we have a kind of a peculiar situation here on Highway 29 at the intersection of Nine Mile. It's actually got uh, traffic backed up past uh, Ten Mile. Um, we have a cargo strap that has busted loose from a truck that was going by, and somehow that cargo strap has wrapped itself around uh, the live wires of a utility pole up above the road, and the clamp from that uh, tie-down strap is uh, just uh, kind of dangling in the wind there, and uh, could you could strike it with your windshield if you drive under it. So we do have a police officer on the scene. He has blocked off uh, some lanes of traffic there, so it's really slowing things down on Highway 29 there with that cargo strap. Yeah, so so the... the 
the clamp is what might be we think is man yes. that's yeah it's just that's so of... ratchet ah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry go oh, on oh man um <laughs> can you continue I, I think I can go on. Oh uh, man, that is that that's still a word. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I ten and I one ten. Uh, you got Riz, man. Oh, I ten and I one ten. Uh, uh, checking in at posted speeds. Highway ninety eight through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. We're looking good there this morning. Highway ninety coming out of Milton through Pace is uh, accident free. And uh, looks like here in town we've got uh, uh, man. Ratchet, that's great. Uh, no delays on Burgess or Olive. We're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you see anything out there, maybe a ratchet strap hanging from a utility pole, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fire. Uh, either just gained or lost four points of Riz, depending on who you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. We don't have any time for your news. You'll come up next right after Fox, of course, with local headlines. we got the Grand Mardi Gras Parade tomorrow at 2. The night parade is tonight at 7. Uh, Tuesday is Fat Tuesday, so all kinds of stuff going up this weekend. Um, <laughs> You're like Lando Calrissian. <laughs> oh, and I have somebody fighting with me over the term. Take a joke, man. That's all it is. We'll be back in a few minutes with Jared Moore from City Council. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden says his memory's fine, disagreeing with a special counsel report on his handling of classified documents that says his memory has significant limitations. He denies, as it says in the report, not remembering what year his son Bo died. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away. The report finds the president willfully mishandled classified documents after serving as vice president but should not face criminal charges. New York House Republican Claudia Tenney. President Biden needs to be charged or he needs to be removed from office under the 25th Amendment. There isn't a middle ground here. She was on Fox last night. That amendment provides a mechanism for a president's replacement if necessary. Great Britain's Queen Camilla says that King Charles is doing extremely well under the circumstances since the start of his cancer treatment. She says Charles is very uh, touched by all the messages of support. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning and happy Friday at 731, 61 degrees and cloudy. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio Pensacola. It's a step in the right direction. That's the message from Escambia County leaders over the revised offer, Mueller Town Center LLC, sent last month for the OLF8 property. District 1 Commissioner Jeff Bagash wants more than $20 million for the 290 acres, but the discussions will continue. I like the fact that you're willing to um, live by the master plan. That's important to this board and the community. I just, I, I don't feel 10 months is appropriate. I think six months is the maximum amount of time that I'd feel comfortable as a due diligence period. And I, I appreciate the fact that you went up from 100000 to 150000 but I need to see a larger good faith deposit. Bergas also addressed the offer that came in this week from Precision Capital. They offered the same $20 million price tag for nearly the entire property. Bergas says it's not a serious offer and doesn't at all follow the spirit of the master plan. A 16-year-old is charged with threatening to use explosives to blow up Crestview High School. That's according to the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office. Ian Moore was arrested on Wednesday and charged with making an electronic threat of a terrorist act, which is a second-degree felony. The sheriff's office says Moore created a video and uploaded it to a Snapchat, and according to the arrest report, in the video, Moore says he will bring C4 in a backpack and blow up the whole school. Moore told deputies he made the video as a joke, and he was just being sarcastic. That's according to the sheriff's office. 
Escambia County Administrator Wes Moreno is weighing in on the controversy which is surrounding EMS employees. Earlier this week, IAEP Local 325 sent the letter to Escambia County Commissioners saying a toxic work culture led to a 99% vote of no confidence in EMS Chief David Torcell and Deputy Chief Christopher Stevens. Moreno says that number is misleading. I'll say this, there seems to be a certain shift over there that seems to be not happy, to put it. Uh, to lightly, but you know when you have uh, over over 120 something positions and you got 99 percent of 16 people, well, okay, that puts it in context first and foremost. Moreno also disputes the claim that 100 employees have voluntarily resigned in the last couple of years, saying that number is closer to 50, but some of those have been due to disciplinary reasons. Moreno says there are things they can improve, but Torcell's work to change the culture and improve EMS and EMT pay. Looks like a kind of a semi-showery weekend. Let's check the forecast from Channel 3. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We will have a cloudy day today with a 20% chance of a stray shower. High near 69 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 62. Warm weather for the weekend, 70 degrees on Saturday with a 30% chance of a stray shower. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 64. For Sunday, showers and thunderstorms possible, especially late in the day, 60% chance of rain. High near 71. Sunday with a low near 63. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thanks, Brooke. Right now, let's check in with Jake Walker for traffic on the fives. All right. We're looking at Highway 29 this morning, headed south between uh, East 10-Mile Road and 9-Mile Road. We had a report earlier uh, of a cargo strap that had broken loose from a truck that was passing by, and it's wrapped itself around some wires uh, from the utility poles above, and uh, the the clamp from that strap is just kind of hanging in the wind there, so it's uh, causing a, a hazard there in the road. So we do have a police officer that has blocked off part of the road to keep people from striking that, and it's causing some major slowdown. I'm seeing a very, very slow traffic between uh, 10 Mile and 9 Mile this morning. Otherwise, around town, we're looking great. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90, you're good all the way through Pace on the curve to Scenic and into town and uh here in town here let's see let me get back over to this map we've got no delays on burgess or olive um, mobile highway is clear through beulah and uh gulf beach highway not showing any delays if you do see anything out there you can always call or text our traffic tip line that number is 437-1620 i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives thanks jake right now it's cloudy at 61 degrees in pensacola 60 in gulf breeze and 57 in milton at 735 the next news is eight o'clock breaking news anytime i'm steve taylor for news radio pensacola Pensacola, informative, local, dependable. I'm Dom Savino with your money now. The holiday season was a terrific one for Alpharen. The luxury retailer's adjusted quarterly profit crushed expectations, and revenue also beat estimates, up 6% from a year earlier. It saw particularly strong business in mainland China and elsewhere in Asia. In response, Ralph Lauren shares soared 17% yesterday. Upping the ante in his feud with Disney, Elon Musk is soliciting people who want to sue Disney for discrimination, saying he would help pay for their cases. In a post this week on X, the billionaire owner of that social media site, plus Tesla and SpaceX, said, quote, If you were discriminated against by Disney or its subsidiaries, just reply to this post to receive legal support. Musk has been feuding with Disney and CEO Bob Iger for several months. 
On Wall Street, futures are slightly higher after the S&P 500 briefly cleared the 5,000 mark yesterday. That's your money now. Picture this, a romantic range date at Santa Rosa Shooting Center with the latest and greatest firearms from Jim's Firearms. From tactical accessories to concealed carry purses and classes, Jim's Firearms has everything you need to make this Valentine's Day truly explosive. Purchase any firearm until Valentine's Day at Jim's Firearms and you'll receive a complimentary range day from Santa Rosa Shooting Center. Share the thrill and make memories that'll last a lifetime. Visit Jim's Firearms today, located at the corner of Serena Road and Blue Angel Parkway and online at jimsfirearms.net. Investing in times like these can be scary if you don't have the right person at the helm of your finances. Armada Advisors will put you on the right path for success. Join Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors to find a better way you can successfully invest your money and enjoy your retirement. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this Tuesday morning at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Are you hungry for news that keeps you informed, is local and dependable? Look no further than News Radio Pensacola 95.3 and on AM 1620. We're your trusted source for all the latest happenings in the Emerald Coast. From breaking news to in-depth reports, we've got you covered. Our team of experienced journalists brings you the stories that matter most to our community. Stay connected with local events, weather updates, and traffic reports, ensuring you're always one step ahead. We're News Radio Pensacola. Informative, local, dependable. My personal feeling, obviously, uh, I know Jared Moore very, very well. Um, I have a lot of respect for Jared. And, and look, if you're Governor DeSantis, and to elaborate on the, the soundbite there, if you're Governor DeSantis and you get to make an appointment, it, it makes logical sense that you're going to want to make an appointment of which that person will continue to be in that position, right, um, and not just do it for a, a short period of time. So, and, and because remember, whoever gets this appointment, they're turning right around and they've been running an election in November, and they'll have to run another election in two years. So that was uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves. We talked to him on Wednesday, and, of course, we were talking about the, um, you know, we talked a little bit about his dad. His comments on Tuesday about his dad has been one of the names that people have mentioned in this weirdly unofficial, semi-official list of possible appointees to fill the seat vacated by Robert Bender from District 4 as he moved over to the Supervisor of Elections office. Um, Jared Moore, who um, uh, is one of the candidates named there, is uh, actually on the line with us right now. Jared, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. It's been a few minutes. Hey, sure has. Hey, good morning, Andrew. It's great to be with you this morning. Great to have you. And as I was kind of telling you, off, I just don't really have politicians on all that often unless I have like the regulars on all the time. Um, and, and so it's not anything about Jared. I actually like Jared quite a bit and we, you know, we're pretty good friends. Um, and I admire the work that you do on council. One of the steadiest hands in that regard, quite frankly, over the last few years. But D.C. didn't really endorse because it's not really appropriate for him to endorse you as an appointee. That's Governor DeSantis's decision. But he did give some analysis with which I agreed, you know, you've won two elections, you know, you've been city council president a couple of times, certainly qualified from all of those markers to be the commissioner. But the question is, do you even want the job? <laughs> That's a good question. And at first I wasn't sure because I love what I'm doing at the city. I love the work the city's doing. I really feel like the council's kind of found a good groove. Uh, we work together well. Uh, we can have some 5-2 and some 4-3 votes. But 
you know, nobody takes it personal. Everybody gets to leave with their dignity. But as I started thinking through it, just really thinking this is it's an exigent circumstance. It's a tough situation that we're in. Um, and that, you know, there's there's some part of the scenario there is something that's easy to take for granted or not notice is that we're in kind of we're in a good a good spot as far as the state goes. Historically, you know, the elephant in the room has been that northwest Florida, you know, oftentimes we feel forgotten here. Uh, you know, that we don't have the dense population centers that, you know, other parts of Florida have that we don't have as many delegates. But that that day is it's a different day, and uh, I mean, how many how many uh, appropriations have you seen the governor send our way? I think you know this governor sees the value of Northwest Florida, and he's invested in us. Uh, our local delegation has done incredible work over there. You know, as, as a general rule, just for life, I, I always think you know competence and character wins the day. It may lose a few battles, but it it wins in the long run. And I think uh, you know Senator Doug Broxson is is a great example of that. The, the position he's been able to earn and the respect and rapport he's developed there in Tallahassee has made him a great advocate for us here in Northwest Florida. Agreed. Uh, Representatives Andrade, yeah, Representatives Andrade and Salzman, uh, you know, they've been great advocates here. And, and we, the people of Northwest Florida, are beneficiaries of that. And so it, to me, it just becomes very important you don't have somebody in that temporary spot from this exigent circumstance, you know, doing on-the-job training. Uh, and, and that was really the compelling part for me that it went from, hey, I love what I'm doing at the city and I'm happy here to I really need to consider this and put my name in for the appointment because uh, I'm currently sitting on uh, a legislative body. And, and uh, I think I could jump in there and, and do the job well and do it right. So questions. Uh, you know me. I always have questions. Uh, first question is, uh, in our state, we have this resign to run law which means, as I understand it, if you were to say that you want to, like if you were to declare, right, we've already got a couple of candidates who have declared for the um, District 4 seat. Um, if you were to declare and and want to run, then you'd have to resign your city council seat. But do you have to resign the city council seat in saying you are open to being appointed? No, I, I don't have to uh, resign to, to apply for an appointment. Okay. Um, obviously, if if the appointment goes through, then then it would be an immediate resignation. Right. And that would set off a, a you know a whole new exigent circumstance for the city council. Right. Uh, and we've we've been through that process. You know, you, you probably will remember a few years ago we had to appoint uh, a, a citizen of the city to sit for a temporary uh, time in uh, in the district five seat. Right. And that's something for the city level, for the municipality, it's different than it is for the for the county or the supervisor. Sure. So it won't be a gubernatorial appointment. The council will actually appoint. There'll be people that submit their names to be considered. Um, the council can can make nominations, and then there'll be a special meeting where they will they'll vote until they <laughs> until they land on somebody. So the uh, second question uh, for this, you know, for you, um, <laughs> t- take this the right way, and I know you will. Um, I know you. It's a it's a, f- a very functioning situation on city council. You finally got that ship is going right for the first time in a long time. I mean, it's really you know steady and boring uh, and effective, which is what you want in government. Um, <laughs> I'll say it this way: um, Escambia County is a little bit of a fixer upper. <laughs> so why why would you want to be on <laughs> the county commission and all of the drama and the infighting and the just? I mean. I wouldn't want that job. Why do you want that job? (laughs) 
Well, uh, it may be the same same thing that drew me to the city council is, is uh, you know, maybe there's something wrong with your brain if you want to, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, first responders, right? Hey, that building's on fire. And everyone's like, get out. And, and first responders are like, hey, you know, I'm going in that building and uh, I, I'm going to make sure that, you know, we have a positive outcome. There, I think we've got a great county, um, a great region. Like I say, there's a lot of really neat opportunities aligned right now uh, with state support. And, and I just, you know, you see, you see things for what they could be. And uh, I, I think, you know, there's plenty to, to argue about and fight about. And, and in some ways, that's indicative of a good situation. But there, there is potential and, and people have visions for what this community could be. And uh, I, I just think that my disposition and my demeanor is uh, it's well suited for, for maybe that chaos, you could say. <laughs> well, I, hey, you know, I, I I don't disagree with you about that. Just last thing before we let you go, we're talking City Councilman Jared Moore, uh, who, you know, might be the appointee for District 4, and uh, City Council member who might be the, the appointee for District 4 to replace Robert Bender. Have you actually put in your name? Is there such a process? Have you talked with the governor? Is there anything other than, uh, you know, you've, you're saying you're interested here kind of on the radio, but everybody sort of assumed that to begin with. Is there any part of the process that's already taken place? Yeah, so there is. Um, I've submitted an, an application. You know, okay. you have to apply uh, for a specific vacancy, and then you know, there's some some references you list, and you know, I think anybody, it's like it's you know, like any job interview or anything, right? Everybody says I'm the guy for the job. Um, there's a component of that where you you speak to individuals, or, you know, speak to the right representatives there, and say, hey, I'm the guy for the job. But a lot of it then comes down to 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 other people in this community, right? It's, it's like being on a legislative body. It's no, no one individual. Um, and, and so there's been um, some, some people advocating on my behalf, too, having those conversations, too, which to me always carries a whole lot more weight than what you, it's easy to say good things about yourself, to get other people to say good things about you. That's a, that's a tough task. Agreed. So, Agreed. Uh, I think they just go through that process and make sure they're getting the, the full picture from Tallahassee and uh, they'll make their decision from there. Well, Jared, um, you know, best of luck. I'd hate to I'd hate to lose you from city council, but I think you would certainly make a good commissioner. And I agree with your comments about disposition, experience, track record, winning elections, all of that kind of stuff. I mean, I thought that the, the mayor's analysis on Wednesday was spot on. I mean, I you know, obviously, I know all of the other candidates well too, and I'm not saying anything against them. I just you know, I don't think there'd be any downside in putting you in the job, other than we'd lose you from city council. Uh, Jared Moore, uh, city councilman, now maybe district four appointee for the county commission, depending on what the governor decides. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning, Jared, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for your time, Andrew. You bet. Happy Mardi Gras. 747 on News Radio 923. Jake's got traffic for us. Jake. Okay, this traffic report is brought to you by Frontier Motors. On Highway 29 South this morning, we had a ratchet strap, I guess some people call it, uh, hanging from a utility pole. And uh, the clamp, the metal clamp uh, from that strap was just dangling in the wind and it cars passing under it could strike that so a police officer saw that and quickly jumped into action and blocked off part of the road so people could not do that and uh, it's really causing some backup between 10 mile and 9 mile this morning that's highway 29 south Um, other than that around town we're looking really good Uh, highway 98 through gulf breeze and navarre is flowing smoothly if you're coming out of milton this morning on highway 90 i don't see anything slowing you down there and uh, here in town no delays on burgess or olive um, Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brenton, Fairfield. And uh, looks like Lillian, Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. <clears throat> 
Frontier Motors, the only dealership in Pensacola recommended by Dave Ramsey. Frontier Motors on Beverly Parkway. I'm Jake Walker with traffic on the fives. Hey, if you've got a nice import, you spend a little bit of extra money to get a Beamer or a Porsche, a Mercedes, a Genesis, a Jaguar, or a Lexus, and you might think you've got to keep spending more money by going to the dealership and driving, especially if it's a ways away, and some of them are. Not all of them are, but some of them are. Uh, you don't. You can take that car for service over to Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. They work on those cars all the time. No problem. Uh, they work on domestics, too. Okay, so it's not just imports. Um, diesel engine, they're great when they're great, and they're not as great when they're not great. Okay, but that's the point. You might think that's a specialty item. Got to go to the dealership for it. No, you can take that to Bobby Likas. They work on those, too. Carcliniceservice.com is the website that kind of embodies their philosophy of thinking of your car the way you think of your you know, body. Does you want to take it into the doctor every once in a while and have them check it? Take your car into Bobby Likas every once in a while. Have them check it over and make sure that they catch things before they're big things. That way you see them a little more often for the little bit lower price tag, but then you don't have to deal with the big inconvenience of the big thing. That's the idea. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Hey, Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash. Specifically, bulk waste. July 1st, 2023, bulk service changed to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA Customer Service Department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup or construction debris for an additional fee. Call customer service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov. Know what to throw, 850 850- As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate. Managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. An IRS certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, submitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Hello, this is Mary with Howard Young Flooring. Shopping for flooring can be a little overwhelming. At Howard Young Flooring, we are here to help you any way we can and answer any questions you may have so that you can make knowledgeable decisions. We understand the importance of each and every customer and would like to thank you for allowing us into your homes. For those we have not met, we hope to see you soon. Visit us today at 4333 Avalon Boulevard in Milton. We look forward to covering your future. It's News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, AM 1620, the website, the app, or your smart device. It's news on your terms. Good morning, 752 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. And um, hey, if you've got any kind of a plumbing problem, a leak, a drip, a weird sound in the wall when you flush the toilet, or just want service for something that, you, you know, maybe you broke it and need somebody to fix it. I had one of those recently. We called Barbary Plumbing and they took great care of us. I mean, they solved the problem. It was easy peasy. 477-8782 for Barbary Plumbing. Did you see um, the Larry David Elmo? <laughs> I have not seen this. Uh, it's something. It's something. Larry Day was on the Today Show and, you know, kind of sitting there doing the interview, I guess, with Elmo or watching it or something. And then all of a sudden, he's just beating up on Elmo. Don't you? Why? Elmo, Why you okay? Mr. Larry, Elmo, not you. 
here before. Ask permission, ask permission before you touch people, Larry. Oh. <laughs> He was throttling him. Kind of sort of bopping him on. Now, you know that I don't mean to like ruin kids lives or nothing, but it's it's maybe turn off the radio here for a second. OK, if you've got young kids in the car. Elmo's a puppet. Um, <laughs> inside of a po- Elmo, a political puppet. Inside of Elmo was a hand, right? <laughs> I mean, that's not. I guess I'm assuming they were hand. It might be just purely mechanical. I don't know. Um, but it, people are so worked up about this. How dare he? That's terrible. Oh my God, what's wrong? And then he like went on um, Seth Meyers and talked about it. I think I think I got the clip here. Of course, it was all a joke. Oh, no, here. Uh, Last night, Larry told Seth Myers Elmo's high-pitched voice pushed him over the edge. Go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't think I can take another second of this until I got off my chair. And I approached him, and I throttled him. Oh. And you know what? What? I would do it again. Oh. <laughs> That's that's after having apologized for it on uh, on the Today Show where he kind of, but it was kind of a mock apology. People are talking about this earlier today, but will not face any. Cr- no, I don't know. I'm serious. No, I can't find. It. Sorry, I thought I had the clip for you, but I don't have it. But yeah, and the, like the view people were talking. About, I mean, what in the <laughs> what in the world? So here's what I think. Okay, can I give you my opinion about this? Yes, please. Larry David's a comedian, right? And his brand is crotchety comedian guy. Yep. Brand accomplished is on brand for him to fake throttle Elmo. Well, see, somebody's going to do a deep fake now, and they're going to put Biden in as Larry David, and he's going to be throttling Elmo. I just, you know, it's funny how worked up people are about this inhumane, rude, unruly. I'm like, it's, you know, they're called Muppets because they're puppets. They're just, he didn't actually hit somebody. (laughs) Nobody's going to sue him for battery because Muppets don't have standing. They don't even have legs. 755. On, I'm sorry. It's terrible. That's a terrible, mm. bad joke. But anyway, uh, Jake's got traffic mm. on the fives. Um, Jake, somebody sent us pictures yeah. of this this strap on Highway 29. Oh, here. I'll see if I can show you on my computer. This is It's exactly like they're saying. It's a giant tie-down yeah. strap mm-hmm. and clamps and ratchets. Just it's just hanging. somehow or other... Somebody drove through the wires and escaped with their truck, but left the straps behind and they're dangling in the road. I mean, I, down seen, to like car level for sure. Right. I've seen those straps pop before when they get too oh, much tension. Like it blew up onto the... It probably popped and then... Like it, a big bolo, basically. Yeah. Just, well, that's all right. Maybe so, uh, maybe so. Go on. Yeah, that's Highway 29 between uh, East 10 Mile and East 9 Mile. We've got some really slow traffic headed southbound there. Actually, it's uh, starting to back up in both lanes around this area here. Uh, a cop has... Uh, has uh, sectioned off that part of the road so nobody can drive under that uh, cargo strap, which has the the clamp kind of just dangling in the wind there. Uh, otherwise, around town, we're looking great. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze, Navarre is checking in uh, clear, and uh, Highway 90 out of uh, Milton and Pace this morning, no accidents there. 
and uh, even getting by Beulah Elementary School this morning on um, Mobile Highway, not looking too bad. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. If you are um, thinking about buying or selling a home and trying to decide who to use or want to get more information or just want to talk to somebody about your situation, Christina Leavenworth, and that situation can be all kinds of things. You know, it could be you're moving out of a rental, could be moving out of your parents' home, could be you're needing to sell a, you know, an estate sale, could happen, okay? Or, and I was listening to her talk about this the other day, I'd never thought about it, but it's kind of obvious that, you know, marriages don't always work out, okay? And when that happens, sometimes you have to sell the home, but you got people who can't get along trying to do one thing financially. That's hard. A couple of years ago, somebody asked her to do that for him. She kind of did and then learned how to do it better and went to trainings and certifications. And so her team learned how to mediate successfully and just be good realtors for that very difficult situation. Now, you know, it's not like that's a specialty of theirs, but it is something they know how to do. And that's the point is that whatever she gets asked to do, she learns how to do it really, really well so that she can be a resource and solve people's problems. 723-9158 for Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. Uh, Steve Taylor's in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. Steve? Well, good morning. Former President Trump won the Republican caucuses in Nevada. That's not a big surprise. NBC News reported the Trump victory just hours after he secured a GOP win in the U.S. Virgin Islands. He didn't face any major competition in Nevada as his GOP opponent, Nikki Haley, chose to compete in Nevada's Tuesday primary instead, which came in second to none of the above. A State Department spokesman yesterday said an Israeli ground operation in the Gaza city of Rafah would be a disaster and Washington has yet to see any evidence of serious planning for the attack. Rafa is a major entry point for humanitarian aid in Gaza. A hungry bear tried to get into a North Bend, Oregon home through the doggy door, and surveillance video on the back deck of the home shows the bear pushing on windows, trying to get through the pet door. He didn't get inside, basically big bear, little doggy door. <laughs> and the dogs at the home didn't even notice the bear out there. The owner is bear aware, though. He brings in bird feeders at night and secures the garbage cans. And he gave a little advice. If you do encounter a bear, don't run, make noise, and look as large as you can, which is my plan when I encounter our neighborhood bear, Barney, <laughs> on my street in the VAR. My, my way to deal with this problem is um, hope I run fast enough. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, or or slowly back away, or right? Run Throw with, the bacon that way yeah, and run right, the other yeah. direction, or run with oh, somebody who's slower than you are. Steve, thanks for the update. This is the craziest thing ever. You know, all of this rambling rumors about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all this. The Pentagon spokeswoman yesterday, Sabrina Singh, actually issued a statement that Taylor Swift is not part of a government psychological operation. Taylor Swift, the quote, Taylor Swift is not part of a DOD psychological operation, period. Well, now I'm convinced Listen the other way. 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.